Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This is the Hockey News Podcast. Welcome to the Hockey News Podcast. I'm your host, Edward Fraser. Today, filling in for Matt Larkin, who's at the NHL Awards in Vegas. He's not there yet. He's not there yet? <laughs> well, you've got to remember, people are going to be listening to this podcast. This isn't live, Ken. I'm not oh, sure yeah, that's you... right. We'll do it live. That's right. Okay. Save it for the podcast. Okay, yes. He may, actually, by the time you hear this, he may very well be in Las Vegas. Yes. Not at the NHL Awards, but in anticipation of the NHL Awards, because the NHL Awards are Wednesday night, and I'm sure that people are going to be listening to this before Wednesday night. The dullard to my left is Ken Campbell, our senior writer. Uh, across from me is uh, Associate Senior Writer Ryan Kennedy. Uh, today on the podcast, um, we're not going to talk about the draft. And the reason for that, even though it is, I think, the news of the day, or at least what's buzzing around, is Ryan Kennedy is going to be doing a full draft blowout on the Prospect Podcast on Thursday. And me! With well, and and me! But, yeah. Me too! I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just talking about the people. What, 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 why did you ignore me about well, I'm that? Just gonna, I'm just wondering like, who's going to actually add value to our listenership. <laughs> oh, Ryan, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Alright, so today we're going to be talking about some of the other things. Of course, the biggest news coming out of the weekend, uh, Domi for Galchenyuk. Mm-hmm. After... About a decade of speculation for trade for Alex Galchenyuk. I think he was talked about getting dealt before he was drafted by Montreal. (laughs) Before he started playing. Could have been right. They're like, Alex Galchenyuk Sr., who is a Russian player, will one day have a son. (laughs) Who will get traded. Who will get traded. Six years into his career. Montreal media was already buzzing. Um, So your takeaways from this deal, I mean, I I think it was a bit of a surprise. because uh, I don't, I don't think anybody really expected Domi to get dealt. Galchenyuk's not too much of a surprise, but the, the Domi one, um, it, it, you know, who wins this deal? Well, for me, it's Arizona because with Galchenyuk, you have a guy who has scored 30 goals in the NHL. You have a guy who can play center, and I, I think if you put him in the right situation, he could blossom. I know he has had problems in the past away from the puck, but he's, he's still a relatively young guy. And, you know, I look at that Arizona forward core, and, you know, they got some good things going on there. I mean, Clayton Keller had a really nice rookie year. We're still waiting for Dylan Strom to come up and make an impact, but he had a really nice pro-rookie season in the AHL, which I think uh, really helps. And then Derek Stepan, a a veteran influence. You know, I don't think they're world beaters right now, but I think Galchenyuk gives them a little more versatility that could really help. This doesn't make them a playoff team. Well, no, but I, I, I think it's time that this team started to challenge for the playoffs. Like, like they shouldn't be a lottery pick again. They should like try they, to try. Yeah, yeah they, they, try. Should, they, should be, try. they should be, like, on the fringes. Yeah. Maybe make it, probably not, but, you know, at least give it a spirited run here. Yes. Um, this trade is really hard to defend from a Montreal perspective. It's, it's tough. It's, it's, it's damn near impossible. Um, but I will say this. 
Um, I think that uh, Alex Galchenyuk, for whatever for whatever reason in Montreal, was unsustainable in the long term. Um, you know, I mean, when they come out, when the, when the GM comes out and says, I don't think he's a center, I think he's a winger, after sort of getting... I mean, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people will maintain that Montreal screwed this guy around and jerked him around a lot, which they did. I don't think they did him any favors by rushing in, into the NHL at the age of 18. Uh, I don't think they did any favors by shuttling, from, shuttling him from center to the wing. But what I will say is that when he has had the opportunity to play center, he has been horrible defensively, horrible, horrible. Yeah, horrible. that's what I'm. And, and that's and and so so I'm 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 willing to cut a bit of slack to Montreal for that, um, but I think given how toxic the situation had gotten with him, with respect to his his on ice and his personal life, I'm not sure that the Habs had any. And, and a lot of this was of their own doing, but I, I'm not sure that they had any choice but to trade him this, at this point. Um, and what I will say about Domi is I, I think these two guys needed a change, and I think these two guys could get the change that they need in where they're going. I think Galchenyuk going to a place where people aren't going to you know, parse every move and everything he does and everything he says, and they don't really get the new... You know, a lot of them, a lot of the fan base doesn't, you know, isn't as avid about, you know, is he playing wing, is he playing center. I think that will be good for Alex Galchenyuk. Max Domi, on the other hand, I think this is a guy that needs to be accountable. I think he needs a situation where he's in a high pressure market. Mm. Um, I think playing in a low pressure market isn't good for a guy like that. I think he needs to be in a place where people are scrutinizing him and looking at him and, and parsing his play and saying, you know, if you have to do this, you have to do that. I think that's the kind of motivation he needs in order to succeed. And I think, you know, having grown up in Toronto, having had a, a you know, a dad who played on, you know, the most scrutinized, closely followed team in, in hockey, I think would prepare him well for that. I would not be surprised if Max Domi comes in and is a real, like, kind of glue guy for that team. I would not be surprised if he starts taking French lessons right away and tries to, you know, really endear himself to the fan base. Is that going to be enough? I don't know. I, I think it all depends on what Alex Galchenyuk does. If Alex Galchenyuk goes to Arizona and it turns out he's just not that good yeah. and, and Montreal is right about him, then it won't be so bad. If he goes there and lights it up and blossoms and, and you know comes out of his shell and, and all of that, then it could be disastrous for the Canadians. I, I think you make a really good point there, and it's something that I've kind of looked at Alex Galchenyuk for quite a while is, I just don't think he's that good. I think it's, he's overhyped in what was a terrible draft at yeah. the top end. Yeah. People, the expectations have been ridiculous. He's no better than a second-line guy. He's not a center, because you're exactly right. He's been terrible. And it's not Montreal didn't give him the opportunity. Exactly. He they wanted the nothing more than to, for him to be that yeah. guy. And He's they, just not that guy. They put him on a fairly short leash. And they, and yeah. that, but but they, you can't say that they didn't give him a chance. You can't no. say that they gave no. up on him. God sakes, the kid's been there for six years. Yes, exactly. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, this is kind of a lowercase Nazem Kadri. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, they waited a long time. The Leafs waited a long time to see what they had with that guy. And it turns out what they have with him is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure you can say the same thing about Alex Galchenyuk. He did get 30. 
He got 30 in a nothing year where he probably got pretty decent matchups and that kind of thing. But he got 30. Yep, he got 30, and, and he got that's 30 fair. as a centerman. Mm-hmm. And he got 30 as a centerman, so I'm not going to discount that. Okay? Um, but, I don't know. To say that the Canadians completely railroaded this guy, I'm not sure that that's exactly accurate. Could they have handled him better? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they could have handled him better. But um, maybe he is what he is. I would say 60% railroaded him. Maybe okay. we'll, not, not 100%. Yeah. Uh, two more thoughts on this. One, I'm going to make this prediction on the record right now. Max Domi, his first game with Montreal, let's just say it's at home. I don't he's going to get kicked out. No, no, he's going to get two goals. Mm-hmm. And people are going to freak out and say this yeah. is the best thing ever. Yeah. After that, I have no idea. Maybe yeah. he scores 10 the rest of the season. Maybe he scores 30. I have no idea. Yeah. But that first game, I bet he comes out of the shoot yeah. and, and plays big. He's probably first star. Um, however, once again, we have a Montreal trade where it's like, okay, well, we're giving up a pretty decent asset here. Oh, good, Mark. Did you get a center? Well, no. Yeah. Uh, we got a talented winger. Yeah. I, like, where does it end for Did Montreal? Did they this summer? Did they just go out and throw... Whatever. Why? Why? Because Money you want a third. Stasky. Why? Because you need a third line. Say, like, even if you I, do, yeah, I, yeah. Well, I mean, there's it's not better than center. not having a center. Unless you trade. I mean, what are you gonna do? Put Paul Paul Byron back at center? Yeah. Unless you trade. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like unless you I mean, trade Pacioretty for a and a legit center. I mean, I can't imagine they're gonna get John Tavares. No. No. Um. So what is the option? You Joe Thornton. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I think he. Well, I. I should say. I think Thornton really just wants to go back to San Jose, so that might just take care of itself. Yeah. But, but I, I think they're. Gonna, I think they're going to go and throw a bunch of money at Paul Stastny and give him a long-term deal with a, for a lot of money. That a couple of years from now we're going to look at that contract and go. Ew. Right. <laughs> a number one center is the most important thing in the game right now. Other than maybe a stud defenseman, mm. and it's it's perhaps other than a stud defenseman the hardest thing to find. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't just snap your fingers and make it happen. No. So that's, I, I'll give Bergeron credit, and I've been as critical as anybody of him. I, I'm quite frankly surprised he's still employed. Um, <clears throat> but they were not dealing from a position of power here. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they got a guy like Domi, who I think, maybe I'm wrong, I think he's got more upside at this point in his career than Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk well, may have topped out. He's better than a nine-goal scorer. Yes, and four, and four of those goals were empty net. They're buying low. It, like They're he's, buying a five, low. Yeah. he's a five-goal yeah. scorer when it comes to shooting on goalies and putting but, on goalies. He, but he's, and he's got, better than that. He's yeah. got 70-point upside, 25-goal, 70-point upside. Mm. With the right line mates, which he's going to find in, yeah. which he's probably going to find in Montreal before he finds in Arizona. But where's he going to find a centerman? They don't have one. <laughs> Who's going to get him a puck? Well, uh, Brady Kachuk. Yeah. You're a big Brady Kachuk yeah. fan. I am. Brady Kachuk's not a center. He's a winger. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know. Joe Valeno? <laughs> yeah, you have to trade down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's the problem. Is, this is the worst case for Montreal. You finally land yourself on a high, high pick. Yeah. And there's no center. There. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of talk about them taking Jesperi Kakaniemi yeah. and hoping that he's the answer. But I think, you know, either you trade down because you know you can probably get him a, a little later, or it's a pretty big risk because you would be passing on some fantastic defensemen yeah. Yeah. in order to take him that high. So it, for people who maybe don't listen to the Prospect podcast, and of course you'll want to tune in on Thursday, tell, tell listeners why they want to call Miami. 
Well, I mean, he's a big kid, great hands, great character. His, his skating's still a work in progress, but it's gotten a lot better. So, you know, structurally, his, his skating should improve. Uh, he's been great internationally against his peer group while playing center. However, he played wing in Finland this year when playing against men. So maybe, he, I think your best case scenario is he's Pierre-Luc Dubois, a kid that was a winger, started playing center, and went to a team that said, we're going to give you the development path to become a center. We believe that you will be a center in the NHL. And for Columbus, so far, I mean, I think what we saw in the second half this year, that worked pretty oh, well. Oh, that'd be great. If they could guy yeah. get a Pierre-Luc Dubois tight, yeah. they'd be thrilled. Right. Yeah. Now, Pierre-Luc Dubois didn't have, you know, skating issues. That's what scares me. And that's what scares me, too. Oh, my God. But it was weird. At the draft combine, like, the Montreal media was just, like, frothing over Kakinyemi. Like, he had a huge scrum, and all, you know, a lot of insiders are saying, like, oh, Kakinyemi could go fifth overall, or he's the fifth best player, and it's like, am I just, like, I, like, I think the kid's really good, but when you have a, when you have an issue like that, even though you're solving it, like, look at Dylan Strom and how long it's taken him to get NHL games. And he's still not a regular. He played most of the season in the AHL. Look how far Gabe Velarde fell in the draft last year when he looked like he could be like top three, maybe top five. So I'm, I'm very curious how things turn out at the draft when it comes to Kotkaniemi. I think he's one of the most interesting players to watch on that first day. Mm. But I, I don't know what the end result is. It's a very hard thing to forecast right now. I'm, if I'm Montreal, I'm not in a big rush to go find a center. I'm, and I'm fine drafting a guy like this who, you know, we had him at 18 in draft preview. Yeah. So you He'll can go straight down. You yeah. can, oh, that, that's fine. But, like, this is not a team that's ready to contend right now. And you don't address immediate needs at the draft. No. True. You don't ever. Yeah. Ever, 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 ever. And they don't have a player on their draft. roster. They don't have a player you on their roster. You address immediate needs through free agency or yeah. trades. Yeah. And, I mean, if they were to draft this guy, it would be... Two, three years. Three at least. years at least before yeah. he is in a position to even have a like a a, a pretty decent impact. So mm. drafting this guy is not going to solve their problems yeah. for a couple of years. So yeah. I, I don't I don't know that that would be, you know, unless you think that he is in three years is going to be a stud, then maybe you step up and you take the kid at number three. I, I don't know. I mean that's a, that's a that's a ballsy. That'd be a ballsy thing to I do. Think, I think with the guys who are up there, the wingers and the defensemen, you can get some... If you really want him, you can get some further value. You can get a second uh, in addition if you trade down from yeah, a team. Yeah, he yeah, really yeah, wants yeah, to move up yeah. and somebody who loves yeah. um, Zadina there or loves Kachuk there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I, if you go past three and you, you don't draft Brady Kachuk, then I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Your love. He, was our be- he was our best player uh, in the World Junior Team. I know Middlestad scored all those points and all those goals, but game in, game out, that kid was our best player. He was playing in every situation. He was playing late in games. He scored. He did everything for them. Your undying love for Brady Kachuk is, is well known. <laughs> I fully expect when I'm, you'll, you'll be there and I'll be watching from home, and I'm going to listen for a little Ken Campbell. When yeah, (laughs) if he drops anywhere past three, I'm gonna hear Ken Campbell grumble. About damn time! (laughs) That'll be what the hell for you, (laughs) dude. The Ottawa Senators. Um, Let's keep it on the ice. 
and figure out what this team can do to fix this situation. Is it is it only fixable by trading Carlson? Do you trade Mike Hoffman? I mean, what do you do at this point? Here's the way I view it. I don't know how Mike Hoffman could possibly come back and play there next year. Yeah. After this, even even if it's not, if it's not true, even if all this stuff isn't true, if it's not true, eh? Ah, well, I you know, are we ever gonna find out? Are we ever really gonna find out? I don't know. I just don't know how. Mike Hoffman could ever come back and play there next year. Uh-huh. Um, he was on the he was on the the trade block already. True. Right. Okay. So Carlson, I don't believe this is going to have anything to do with whether or not Eric Carlson gets traded out of Ottawa. Whether whether Eric Carlson gets traded out of Ottawa will come solely down to whether or not they can re-sign him. I think it comes down to money, terms, dollars, contracts. That's it. Okay. Okay. And I think if Eric Carlson gets traded, it will be because the Ottawa Senators have made a determination, hopefully by the draft for their sake or before mm-hmm. next season, that they can't re-sign this guy and that they have to they have to get, you know, the mother load for him, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I, I and and if they can't, I mean, I thought the way John Chaka handled the Oliver Ekman Larson situation, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fan freaking tastic. Never offered him to anybody. He was never on the market, but they made it clear. Look, Oliver, we're not blowing our brains out. Eight times eight point two five is what you're going to get. Mm. We need to know by the draft if you if you intend on resigning with us. Because if you don't, we're shopping you. And they got it done. And I, and I think that 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 is how you want to handle the Eric Carlson situation. And you say to Eric Carlson, look. You know, okay, we'll give you X amount of dollars for eight years. Eighty million. Uh, and do you want Mike Hoffman out of here? Okay, we'll trade him. Yeah. Okay, fine. Whatever it is that you want, you, you're going to get. But you have to let us know by. And it doesn't have to be the draft. I think it has to be before before the season starts next year. I think it's got to be the draft because that's when teams start making their plans. Right. Like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not. But I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think that's like a drop dead. No, it's yeah. close. Though, like it's that. close. If it's I, July second, it's okay yeah, yeah, because yeah. maybe some teams get some clarity. Like um, whoever doesn't get John yeah, Carlson. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, so then, so I think, I think that's how this will and should be handled. Yeah, I, I think that your best case scenario is to hang on to Eric Carlson, and if trading Mike Hoffman is kind of a make good for all the public commenting about Carlson early in the year, then that's kind of a bonus for Ottawa management. But, I mean, you have such a good asset there in Eric Carlson. And if you think that you can build relatively quickly, I mean, the the Senators have some pretty decent prospects coming up. They're going to get another good one in this draft. If you can hang on to Carlson, because, I mean, it's so hard to find a player like that. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I mean, one of the best defensemen in the game, obviously. Um, as you mentioned, like, Hoffman was, the talks were already there, and, yeah, it's very hard. Um, I, I think they can get to the bottom of this. Um, I mean, they can do a lot of things with computers these days. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think yeah, this was the a... Internet on them now. Yeah, like, I don't think this was a CIA-backed... <laughs> affair, whether or not it was 
Mike Hoffman's girlfriend. This, these are all allegations, but I think they can figure it out if they really want to do. If all parties involved say we need an answer, I think that there are people out there that could find those answers. I, I don't think that this affects Eric Carlson's trade value one iota. No. Oh, no. I, I, think, I, think it, I think it affects Mike Hoffman's trade value big time. Yes. Uh, but I don't think this lowers his value in any way, shape, or form. And I almost think that if you're the Ottawa Senators, you want this solved because if you're trading Mike Hoffman, you have to be able to say to the team, don't worry, he's not going to tear the dressing room apart. Mm-hmm. We, you know, here are the digital forensics. He's, you know, actually, this is what happened, and it was not you know, his girlfriend's fault. Yeah. Um, we, we still want to move him for reasons X and Y. We, we think he needs a fresh start, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, he, you know, he is a character guy. This was a, you know, this was a story gone wrong. Is Eric Carlson an Ottawa senator when the season begins next year? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't okay. think so. I'm, I'm just, I just feel like it's trending towards him being moved. I mean, he was almost moved at the deadline. Yep. He almost became a Vegas Golden Knight mm-hmm. at the deadline. Cody Glass's fault. Yeah, and and I think Are you so good, they, kid? I think I think they just couldn't figure out the whole Bobby Ryan, what they were going to do with him, yeah. sort of thing. Uh, so I, yeah, I just get the sense that that's that it's trending toward that happening. Sometimes it feels like there's so much momentum towards something that it's just inevitable. It's yeah, it's a runaway freight train. Right? Mm-hmm. I keep I keep going back to him fishing the puck out of the net at the end of the season. Right. I mean, he seemed resigned at that point that this is the, my last game or what was it, last home game or whatever yeah. it was as an Ottawa well, he took He took a couple of games. He took the last couple of games off. Yeah, and, oh, that's that's it. It. and then he, yeah, it was in that last game. Yeah, so yeah. that's, it, to me, I, I just, again, it just I, I don't even know, you know, I'm not in the head of Eric Carlson, but with all that's gone on, with the direction of this team, like, I mean, you, yes, they, fair enough, they've got some good assets, but are they a contender in a division, within the next four years, are they a contender in a division with Tampa? The mm. behemoth that is Tampa, Four. Toronto getting better, Edward Washington getting better. is an eternity now. They could, yes, they could be. Okay. With Eric Carlson in their lineup, absolutely they could be. What concerns me about all of this is we don't hear them. We don't hear anything about them talking about anything. Like all, you know, I mean, all of Eric and Larson's done. Yeah. Right. You know, all they're waiting to do is announce it on July first. And I think what people, what people, uh, um, misunderstand is. They could have a contract done with Eric Carlson right now if they wanted to. They could, you can negotiate and agree to a deal before July 1st. You just can't announce it until after July 1st. Mm. And it's almost like the senators are making it out like, well, we can't do anything until after July 1st. No, you can. <laughs> you can do the whole thing. You can have it all done right now if you wanted to. You just tell ask, Bob McKenzie yeah, and we're all just prepared. Ask, just ask Arizona. Yeah, they right. did it. And if I've got a player like Eric Carlson who is – at best, a top three player in the NHL. At worst, a top ten player in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing that, everything I can. Yeah, and to me, that's what that's what makes this sort of seem like that's where it's going is because you just we're not hearing anything about them talking yeah. or negotiating or exchanging offers or anything. Yeah. So we weren't going to talk about the draft, but I do want to ask about something draft related. And that's changing it to a 19-year-old draft. Seems like a really out-there idea and one that would never land when it was, you know, 
to me, it kind of came to light when Pat LaFontaine was starting those summits, and he was kind of the yeah. guy. But now it seems to be gaining some traction. Uh, Kenny, what do you think about the idea of changing to a 19-year-old draft? Well, I mean, obviously the NHL would love it. You know, I mean, it's it's you give them another year to assess a player's um, potential, and uh, and of course they're, they're going to want to do that. There's a kid in the draft this year. His name's Scott Paranovich who plays at the University of Minnesota Duluth, was passed over last year in the draft. And this year is, you know, might be a first rounder, probably won't, right, Ryan? Probably but, a second rounder. Probably a second rounder, but early in the second round. That, to me, is the perfect sort of fodder for a 19-year-old draft. Is this kid wasn't, like, nobody was even talking about this kid being drafted last year, and now he's in the top 60. So, um, I, I, I think it's something that is going to get a push. I mean, they're going to have to um, collectively bargain it, and it's going to have to be something that's, that's done with the Players Association. But I can't imagine the Players Association would have a problem with a 19-year-old draft. Uh, I don't think there's anything that they would care about that. Um, it would just be what's the give gap? What's the give back going to be? Because sure. yeah. there is going to have to be a give back. So yeah. um, I think that's where, that's where it would probably... Mike gets snarled. But are you okay not seeing Connor McDavid until he's 19? Well, from what I'm hearing, the idea would be that you can draft 18-year-olds in the first round, which I just I hate the idea all around. I'm curious with the PA, um, would they would they not care that this is kind of like restriction of labor? You know, like these, like even if if you're 18, like you're an adult. I guess it depends on where you are in North America or whatever, but. Like, if you can earn money in the NHL, like, you can do it now, why are you saying that now they can't? Like, to me, that well, seems yeah, like a labor they're, issue. They're already saying, for the first three years of your career, you're going to be completely underpaid. I mean, yeah, yeah. entirely underpaid, and we are going to put a cap yeah. on how much you can make. But at least you're let's still let's making... Not, let's not forget the word relative. Yeah, relatively <laughs> big, yeah. yeah. Um, to me, that's just like, okay, so you're going to do 18-year-olds for the first round, so... Are the best, like, 50, 18-year-olds going to show up at the draft and 20 of them are going to go home because they didn't get drafted because as soon as pick 31 happens, you're not allowed to take them anymore? That seems like a nightmare. I remember remember uh, the way it used to be in the OHL. uh, You could draft minor midgets in the first three rounds Uh of the draft. And then after that, it it went to... Yeah, three rounds, that sounds good to me. Yeah, and so that was... you know, But, but I mean, to me, if you're going to allow for... 18-year-olds get drafted in the first round. Then just let me What's the them. point? Just, yeah. Yeah. just have an 18-year-old draft. Yeah, exactly. Either have it or don't have it. But, like, yeah, to, to have the top 30 18-year-old guys get drafted and then and other then guys not? not get drafted, that seems yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Right? And then Either have it or don't have it. And then your scouting staff, are they going to have to be scouting the what they deem to be the best 18-year-olds and then a bunch of 19-year-olds? Like, you can already... Yeah. Hey, yes, if you exactly. want to draft a, a 19-year-old in the first round, go ahead. You're allowed. You can do it. Yeah. Florida did it with Henrik Borgstrom. Wasn't that long ago. To me, it penalizes teams that have good scouting staffs. For example, Alex DeBrinkett was a second rounder. Chicago took him. They already have an NHL. That was only in 2016. Samuel Girard was a second rounder. That was a great pick by Nashville. They flipped him to Colorado, but I was part of a blockbuster trade, and Nashville did pretty well in that trade. It just feels like... Some of these people are saying, yeah, we're not very good at this. Help us out. 
If I was a team that was good at drafting, at, at good at finding those gems, at looking at a player at 18 and saying, yeah, he only weighs a buck fifty, but we really see something there, mm-hmm. I think that's, I mean, that's all part of the competitive spirit of the sport. Like, why do you want to take that away? It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, reader questions time. Uh, Ken, while you were away for a couple weeks at the uh, Stanley Cup, um, you missed the fact that we now uh, do a jingle. For reader questions. <laughs> a jingle? We do a jingle, and uh, so you're up for the jingle visit. Oh, already? Oh, yeah. Like, I, like you just you got me now? Obviously, because I want you to look like an idiot. <laughs> okay. Send us, ah! your, send us your queries, and we'll try our best to answer them. Reader questions. Reader questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's the best one <laughs> Um Does the Bruins... G- oh, this is sorry, from Somewhat Educated. Um... No comment. Uh, does the Bruins GM, a.k.a. Don Sweeney, have the backbone to pull off a major trade? I can't... Does he have the backbone? This is the guy that traded Dougie Hamilton for three first-round picks. Like, come on. I mean, does he have the backbone? He's had a pretty good backbone yeah. up to this point, I think. I don't think Don Sweeney's problem is pulling the trigger. And I would say, like, if you look at Boston right now and you look at the pipeline they have... They're looking pretty good right now. You know, as soon as you, uh, you know, like, you keep accruing this talent, and, I mean, you have the best top line in the NHL with Bergeron, Marchand, and David Pasternak. You have some nice forwards coming up. Ryan Donato, you know, Anders Bjork, Jacob Forsback at Carlson. Like, these kids are going to get bigger roles as time goes on. I think I thought Jake Dabrowski was very good in the playoffs. Fantastic. Um, He's terrific, yeah. Yeah, you got, I mean, a really good young defenseman in Charlie McAvoy. Brandon Carlo is still young. They've still got kids coming up the pipeline there as well. Tuka Rask is a solid netminder. I, I kind of feel like the Bruins shouldn't mess around too yeah, much like, well, at this where point. Do they, where do they need, like, a massive upgrade? Like... That, I mean, that, when I read that quote, that was yeah, my exact they're question. They're a good team. Yeah. They're, they're, they could be a great team. They were a great team for a while last year. Yeah. They're a really good team. Just yeah. got to hone things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pada, which is at Wickham Go Yotes, says, Cheka already with one big move. Do we see any more prior to or on draft day? Cheers from Japan. Nice. nice. The very rare... Coyotes fan in Japan. from Japan. Yeah, you should move here. They need you. <laughs> well, not here, but move no, to move there, Arizona. There, there, there. Um, I don't think so. I mean, they're picking fifth. They've just got their one pick in the first round this year. Um, they've already got, you know, they got the Ekman Larson deal done. They've done the they've done the Galchenyuk deal. I mean, it's not like how do I put this? This team has no money. Mm. It has no money. Um, so really. I mean, you're you're kind of limited in your in your ability to be able to go out and sign free agents and that sort of thing. Um, so no, I th- I think I think they're gonna probably gonna stay the course. They've they've they've. It seems to me John Jake is the kind of guy that wants to get his work done before like Everyone all else. the crazy stuff happens. Ah, okay. and, and so he's got his work done now and. Uh, and I think he's just gonna they're just they're just gonna sort of move along. Yeah, and again, I, I think if you look at Arizona, this is a team where, you know, the AHL squad, some of the best players were the youngest players. You know, and I would say, you know, just as Boston had the top line 
in the NHL, one of the best lines in the AHL, at least in terms of prospects, was Dylan Strome, Lawson Krause, and Nick Merkley. Right. So, I mean, Lawson Krause already had NHL experience. Arizona thought he would be better served playing a lot of minutes in the AHL this year. But I would, I would suspect that now you can pencil Krause back into the Arizona lineup. Obviously, Strom's going to get another shot. Is he maybe just a third-line center to begin with? Not necessarily a shutdown guy, but a third-line guy? Maybe. And that's fine, because he can still be an asset for you there. You add those guys in. I still think they need some help on the back end. but And you don't want to rush whoever you take fifth overall. But I, I think... As we said earlier in the podcast, they're going to be at least more competitive this year. Yeah, they don't need a ton of work. On they don't that. need a I ton mean, of work. You know, I mean, they've got, they've got Goligoski, Larson, yeah. Chalmerson, of course, if he stays healthy. Yeah. Ranta was good. If Chickren comes good. back healthy, yeah. you know. Well, that's true. Chickren will come yeah. back. Yeah, and, and Ranta, really, I mean, they had the horrendous beginning, but that's because Ranta was hurt. Mm-hmm. They're just in a tough division. That's the problem, and especially when you add a team who suddenly becomes the class of the West into your division. Sorry, folks, had a little bit of technical difficulties there, so we'll leave the podcast at that for today. Be sure to tune in for Ryan's uh, draft preview podcast coming on Thursday. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>